I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. Nothing was blocking me. I was the problem, the only one stopping me. I didn't like it, I had to refocus. Now I'm devoted, I know where I'm going. Controlling emotions, I'm owning the moment. In order to get it, see, you gotta want it. This type of film make a living break. It's Monday, and we're back with Ask Kyle Show, where I'm going to answer your questions live. The first question that we have today, can an IT graduate become a sales engineer? I really think that anybody can become a sales engineer. Depends on what you're selling, right? If you're selling SaaS products, having some foundational knowledge about software, or at least about that industry would help. But I feel like nobody is limited in becoming a sales engineer People often think like, I need to have an engineering degree to be a sales engineer. I'm a product of showing that you don't have to do that because I did it for a decade and was extremely successful. So it depends on the industry you're getting into. In my opinion, industry knowledge is more important than a degree, but I feel like sales engineering is a great field for most people to go into. If you're mechanically inclined, you can get into a lot of the industrial manufacturing sector. If you're more tech, being able to get into SaaS products, things like that, and software uh, services, I think you can jump into it if you have the foundational sales knowledge or are building on it and have some sort of relevancy to the industry. What are some of the biggest challenges that plastic molders have? Plastics molders, man. I did that for a decade. I feel like the biggest challenges that plastic molders have is no different than anybody offering up manufacturing as a service. So whether you're a plastic molder a tool maker, a machine shop, a thermoset, a urethane, anybody that's doing custom work where it's like, I've got the equipment, you've got a product, I'm going to make it for you for X dollars. The biggest challenge is actually having a marketing strategy in place. Most industrial companies don't have one. They go with a traditional way of doing it, which is just, we're going to go on referrals or sometimes we'll send an email. We're not using the most updated systems. They're doing traditional marketing with trade shows or waiting for things to fall in their lap, waiting for RFQs to come from their website, which is just based on organic content that maybe they did previously, or maybe they're already getting traction and they're just sitting static and not doing anything active to go out and grab those opportunities and bring them in the pipeline or push their brand awareness out there. So the biggest issue for all you guys is going to be activity and producing content on a regular basis. And that's the whole fundamental reason why I started MFG Tribe is because I came from an injection molding place and saw that there was not agencies that can speak the lingo that industrial companies talk on a regular basis and didn't really understand the market. So I said, hey, I'm going to create a niche marketing agency. I've proven that I could do this over the last decade, proven success, proven results. So I'm going to create an agency that offers what I did at those companies, larger at scale, and it's worked. Seven years later, We've worked with some of the largest companies in manufacturing. We still have some, some of our clients are in the seven to $10 billion range and we keep growing and we're adjusting our strategies as new things come up and as old things don't work as well. The biggest thing is getting out of your comfort zone. You need to go look at it from a standpoint of like what we're doing probably isn't working, I'd say for the most part, regardless of what it is that you're doing. If you're asking that question or if you're not getting the growth that you want to see on a monthly and quarterly and annual basis, then what you're doing is not working as well as it could and partnering with somebody that understands this industry that can put together a strategy of where you're looking at the website first, then going into content, 
then pushing out on social and from a content standpoint, articles and videos, because videos is what works now, getting creative with social, doing LinkedIn lives like this, having a strong, robust CRM system, doing email marketing, helping your sales team push leads through the pipeline and through the process efficiently and leaving nothing left on the table and no stone unturned to where you're not forgetting people as they fall off. I mean, that's really the thing that's hindering the entire industrial industry for the most part, unless you're selling products. The plastics guys are no different than anybody else. It's manufacturing as a service, and you guys need to change your, your strategy and you need to change your focus to being more focused on digital and open up those pocketbooks because $20,000 a year is not going to get you anything. If you're spending $120,000 a year on a sales guy and expect him to grow your business $2 bucks then why not spend that money on a marketing agency as well and then just have similar expectations and KPIs for that agency and you'll see that it can be worth it if you pick the right partner. What are the best methods for trade show follow-up? Trade shows are back. They've been back most of this year. Everybody's loving it. IMTS was just last month. I was personally at a trade show at the end of August for a client. The best thing for trade show is that you have to understand that things take time. People think that you just go to a trade show, you have a lead. Let's say you get 50 leads from a trade show. You have a lead and that person is going to close in the next week, two weeks, three weeks. It could take six months to 18 months to close that person, depending on what it is that you sell. But you have to understand like that person went and they saw a lot of people. So you got to be careful with your aggressiveness of hounding them on a daily, every three-day basis because they didn't just talk to you. You're not the only person that scanned their badge. You're not the only person that potentially have a solution for one of their problems. They talk to a lot of people, depending on how big that trade show was. So you have to be a little bit patient, but strategic with your follow-up. I mean, first thing you should do is send a follow-up email thanking them for their time. Talk about some sort of conversation you had and put that in that email. Hey, you know, we talked about this. Wanted to see when I can get you on a call to do a discovery. Wanted to see when we could talk about that project, set up a demo, whatever it is. But the key is, is don't lose faith if they don't respond. They are busy. They were just at a trade show. They left for a day, two days, three days, whatever it was. They had their entire work life disrupted and they missed all of this activity while they were gone. So understand when they come back week one, they're still trying to play catch up from the previous week of things that they missed. Even if they're gone for a day, there's a lot of activity that these industrial people go through. And so you have to understand that, that it could take a few weeks till you get a response send them emails, give them phone calls, leave voicemails, send an email after your voicemail, connect with them on LinkedIn. You should have done that on day one. You meet somebody, hey, nice to meet you. You have a, a qualifying conversation. They're interested in what it is that you have to offer. When you go back to your hotel room that night, send them a connection request on LinkedIn. You don't want to wait two, three, four weeks. They're going to forget who you are. They may say, oh yeah, I remember that person from that company, but send it to them right away. They're at the trade show or they're at home and shoot it over to them and get that acceptance because then now you can use LinkedIn messages as a method of communication to follow up. So it's really looking at the main three ways to follow up, which is going to be email, phone call, and something on social. LinkedIn is the best for this market of industrial manufacturing. If you're in a in different industry, then choose accordingly. But that's the way that I follow up. And don't give up hope. Keep working these things. I've worked trade show leads for multiple years before I got anything back. That's where that CRM system is key to have in place. So you can say, hey, this person's on a nurture campaign. We had a good conversation. I can't get a hold of them. They're basically ghosting me, but I don't want them for, to forget about me. So I'm going to touch them 
once a month, once every couple months, and keep working it down. But never forget about those people because you never know what could happen. Why is it important to have technical articles produced? Technical articles, the importance of it, it's just content, right? At the end of the day, you need to be producing some sort of content. The way we always do with our clients is we got, because we understand half the people want to watch, half the people want to read. So we create content in technical articles and in video format. But if you're not creating articles, then what is it that you're doing on a monthly basis? You have to have consistency by creating content. There's only so many times that you can say, hey, wanted to follow up on that conversation we had without producing some sort of value. It's all about providing value first to either segue or take a cold contact into a warm opportunity or just following up with people. Hey, I haven't heard back from you in a while. We had this conversation. We just wrote this technical article a couple weeks ago. I thought you might get some value out of it. That's the best play. But if you don't have that article, then what are you going to follow up with? You can just say, hey, check, the, check out this thing on my website. Check out this blog post from two years ago. So having a strong strategic technical article plan to say, I'm going to write articles, case studies, white papers, whatever it is, partnering with an agency like MFG Tribe. We have engineers on staff that write all of our clients' technical articles, and we do about three to 400 articles a year, whether it's a blog post, article, white paper, whatever it is, and we can get extremely technical. But lean on somebody like that to say, hey, here's what I do. Here's the audience I'm trying to go after. Can you develop a strategy, a content calendar for me? Execute on that and then take over all of the publishing of that content and pushing it out there because you got to produce something. I would say the importance of the technical article is the same of the importance of video. Video has more engagement. Everybody knows that. More people, I feel, want to watch something than read something, but you can't forget about both sides. So I would say the importance of technical content from an art written standpoint is the same as technical videos that are going to be explaining something. Both of them are extremely important. And if there's nothing new that you do for the next 12 months, I would say, number one, create some content. And number two, step up your social game to get some eyes on all that content. Those are the two best things that you can start today and it's not going to bust the budget. Go to my YouTube channel. I have over probably 350, 400 videos on there. Subscribe to it, turn on notifications. If we're not connected on LinkedIn, send me over a connection request. As long as you're not trying to sell me some shit that's not relevant, then I will accept it. If not, we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.